Welcome to the Forward Focused Flashcast, bite-sized episodes designed to help you become a more effective and well-rounded leader with quick tips that you can implement right away. I'm your host, John Reich, and in today's conversation, we're talking year-end to-dos and best practices to close out one year and make your next year your best year yet. I get asked quite often, um, how, how do I wrap up a year in which I've worked really hard? Maybe I've hired new team members, set new goals. Maybe I didn't even hit those goals. But how do I wrap up that year and then transition into the next? And I have a list of five or six things that are they're simple to do. But if you can if you can execute with them consistently, you'll be amazed at not only how much more clarity you have as a leader in your organization, but how your team is able to rally behind your goals, your focus, and and um, big aspirations for the following year. So there's a handful of things I want you to really focus on. Number one, year-end, a best practice is this question. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being absolutely perfect, one being it couldn't be worst, where would you rank your year? How do you feel? And the reason why this is so important, and it's I like to start with scales in, in situations like this is because it helps us all get onto a relatively same page, right? So for example, you could do this yourself as the leader and let's say you rank it an eight or an eight and a half. And then you go into your leadership team and you're asking them to do the same. And maybe their average score is six and a half. Well, that's a difference of one and a half to two, right? So as a leader, how in tune are you with how your people are feeling if there's that gap? So you want to ask yourself, where is the whole team on a scale of one to 10 and how they would rank their year, right? And you can even get deeper into it. You could say, how would you rank it personally? How would you rank it on hitting your goals? How would you rank it on the income that you made or your organization made? How would you rank it on work-life balance? Did you have the balance that you desired? So I love starting with that scale of one to 10 and some key areas for your organization, for yourself and for your team. Okay, so number two, what were your goals? Did you hit them? Why didn't you hit them? Could you have accomplished more? What roadblocks, either expected or unexpected, did you run into? And how did your team respond to those blocks? See, when you're reflecting and looking at your year ends by thinking about, okay, over the last year, here's some things that we ran into, we expected it, we did really well with it. Here's some other areas we didn't expect it and we actually pivoted really quickly, yay, or uh, we sat on that too long, we ended up losing that client, we ended up losing that contract. What can we do differently next time so we can either identify that roadblock sooner or once the roadblock is there, if we can't avoid it, we can react sooner, right? So it's really important to ask yourself, did we hit the goals? Why did we hit them? Why didn't we hit them? I love that question of why did we hit our goals, right? Because it's a positive one. It's what can we keep doing? What should we continue to be doing to hit our goals next year? So what were our goals? Did we hit them? And then learning from roadblocks and learning from your successes to either continue or decrease the activities that might hurt your chances at success. One of my favorite questions as a follow-up to that is what keeps you up at night? What frustrates you? So as a leader in your organization, what's keeping you up at night or what's frustrating you is probably different 
than other folks on your team. Or it could be um, similar, but tangentially they're different because you each are in different positions with that issue. So an example for that is if a recruiter for your organization or somebody focused on growth, if they're you know up at night because they're worried about hitting the metrics to grow the organization, right? They're concerned, can I deliver or hit that quota? Somebody else on the team, maybe director of uh, experience, right? They might be thinking, oh my gosh, if the director of growth hits these goals, how do I maintain the experience for each person coming in the door? How do I consistently deliver that standard? How do I deliver the culture of our organization when we move from 30 people to 60? So do you see how both growth and experience directors, they're staying up at night, kind of on the same thing, right? But they're different in relation to what their roles are into that goal, growth versus experience. So that might be something that after reflection, your team comes together and you you say, okay, well, what would it look like if the director of experience for culture did an interview with people who have been here one year, three years, and five years, and they had 90-second interviews that could be used in growth recruiting meetings to talk about their experiences with the company at one, three, and five years. Now the director of growth can say, see, we walk our talk. Here's somebody at one year in our organization, three and five, that have lived and excelled and what I'm telling you will happen when you come here. That is a complementary relationship where they can work together. The next point I'd like to focus on, and this is a big one, okay? Systems, tools, technologies, and people review. Systems, tools, technologies, and people review. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're in an organization that has been using Dropbox consistently. Dropbox is an online filing uh file sharing system, right? And then there's also Google Drive, online file sharing system. If your company is using Gmail and uh, Google Calendars and maybe Google Workspace, but you're still on Dropbox, you may do a review of that and say, what would it look like if we were more efficient and we sunset our Dropbox by the end of quarter one next year and we moved everything over from Dropbox into Google Drive? Well, as a leader, I might have people some some people resistant to that, right? They may say, you know what? I love Dropbox. I don't want to walk away from that. Or there might be a training opportunity where we need to make sure that our people fully understand the capabilities of what Google Drive can do, maybe at the same level or even better than what Dropbox is doing. So I'm looking at my system and how I'm managing that tool and which technologies can you know better deliver our, our goals of efficiency and working together. And then I, of course, have to go to my people and I have to say, what are your concerns about that? What excites you about doing this change? What are you nervous about? Now is the time of year at year end when you're thinking about your next year's goals to be thinking about how can we um, be more efficient in different areas. Oftentimes I, I find business leaders, they put systems or tools in place and then it's just kind of like business as usual right? Oh, we, we just do this. This is something we've done. It's always worked for me, right? Well, that doesn't mean it's the most efficient use of your time, energy, or resources. And also, things change. We're moving at, in, in warp speed, right? In terms of new technologies, new apps, new systems that can be more efficient for your organization. So you want to be thinking about, am I auditing my systems, my tools, my technology, and people, people's use of those systems, tools, and technologies? 
Am I doing that on a consistent basis? And am I creating an atmosphere where we can talk about that? That's so critical. I think sometimes that becomes an afterthought because we're busy, right? We're burned out. We're tired. We can't think about looking at another new system. So a hack on that is not only at the year end to look at it, but weekly for 30 minutes, are you looking at different systems within your organization or is somebody on your team charged with looking at those systems and reporting back to the larger team? Okay, we got two more areas that I want to focus on for year end's best, best practice. I was introduced to a concept called uh, 360 review or whole 360 reviewing. And it's where you sit down with your staff or your employees um, or, or the, the team members. And as the leader, of course, you're reviewing maybe how this person works in a team environment, how they do in accomplishing tasks on time, meeting deadlines, um, communicating with clients, right? In addition to that, though, you as the leader are being reviewed. So you'll ask your employee to say, well, how would you rank me in my communication style with you? Uh, do you think I effectively articulate the vision of our company and how you play a role in that? What's one area you'd like to see me improve on as your leader next year? Now, this, this can be difficult for leaders to really get vulnerable and ask these types of questions. But I promise you, if you do this with your key people, it's going to lead to a deeper, a more rich relationship that um, pays dividends for many, many, many years to come if you genuinely take that feedback and you implement it into your business relationship. It, it's incredible what it can do. So I really encourage you to think about that. We're actually going to be doing a look for a future episode on this because I think it's something that our leaders could use um, and implement with their teams. So we're going to do a whole episode on 360 reviews and how to implement them in the workplace. And then one final thought, as you're doing your year in review, you wanna ask this question to yourself and to each member on your team. What's one area that you'd like to focus on for improvement next year? What's one area that you'd like to focus on for improvement next year? Now here's something I encourage, ask it for their business or job, the role in the company, and also ask it personal. So what's one area you'd like to focus on for improvement in your job? What's one area you'd like to focus on for improvement in your personal life? And it could be something as simple as, well, uh, I want to commit to a date night every week with my spouse for personal. And for work, I want to um, work from home twice a month. Then what you do is as the leader of this person, you, you take note of that and you check in and you quantify what that person needs to do to be able to work from home, for example, twice a month. Here's what you need to see. Here's what the desired results that I'd like to see as your leader and holding accountable on the date night. So now maybe you know what to get this person for birthdays or anniversaries or a holiday. You might get them experiences or gift cards to restaurants because you know their one thing is a date night each week. See how once again, that relationship goes to another level from leader to person on the team. So quick recap for year end to do's and best practices is number one, scale of one to 10, rank your year, how are we feeling based on how we did? Number two, what were our goals? Did we hit them? Did we not hit them? If we didn't, why is that the case? If we did, what can we continue to focus on so we build that momentum? And what frustrates you the most in your job? What frustrates you over this last year? How can we get away from that frustration? We wanna look at our systems, our tools, 
our technologies, and of course, our people's use of those. So important to be reviewing those each year. This concept of whole 360 or 360 reviews, where not only are you doing annual reviews with your team members, but they're reviewing you as a leader in areas that you can improve as a leader in, in, in helping them hit their goals or helping the company achieve more. And then lastly, what's one area that you'd like to focus on, both in professional and personal, for the next year? Ask yourself that question as a leader and ask your people that question. It will absolutely deepen your relationship and help you hold each other accountable to achieve those goals. A lot of these items that we talked about today should be a focus at year end. I would also encourage you to look at these at least on a quarterly basis through the year, right? Minimally at the end of each year, but you could be looking at this quarterly with your team. Imagine if you're able to make mid-year adjustments so you get closer to goal or exceed that goal. Um, I'd rather you do that maybe like in July and know that you're gonna be on track for it than waiting until November, December and realizing that you might miss. So yes, it's a best practice to do it each year, but you could do it up to four times a year too, quarterly. So what you probably heard in today's episode is that personal growth is so important, right? And you're already doing that. You're, You're listening to a leadership podcast to grow. And so you should be really proud of that next step that you've taken. In addition to these podcasts and lessons from Forward Focus, there are so many other resources that that you can look at for growth, right? And at times it can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be, right? Whether it's that conference, a webinar, a seminar, maybe it's hiring a coach for the first time and getting into a coaching relationship. We're going to play a really small part in that growth. We're actually opening up additional coaching slots for 2022. And if it's something that you're interested in and you want more information, click on the link below in the description. We're happy to get you more of those details. The key is this. Self-growth in both your business and personal lives is critical to be the best leader and best person that you can possibly be. And I'm wishing that for you as we wrap up this year and get into next year so it's your best year yet. If you found value in today's content, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss a lesson to be the leader that you deserve to be. And until next time, lead on.